Well, Peter, cannot you see them yet? asked a barin of about forty, who, hatless and clad in a dusty jacket over a pair of tweed breeches, stepped onto the veranda of a posting house on the twentieth day of May, 1859. The person addressed was the barin's servant, a round-cheeked young fellow with small dull eyes and a chin adorned with a tuft of pale-coloured down. Glancing along the high road in a supercilious manner, the servant, in whom everything from the turquoise earring to the dyed pomaded hair and the mincing gait revealed the modern, the rising generation, replied, No, Barin, I cannot. Is that so? queried the Barin. Yes, the servant affirmed. The Barin sighed and seated himself upon a bench. While he is sitting there with his knees drawn under him and his eyes moodily glancing to right and left, the reader may care to become better acquainted with his personality. His name was Nikolai Petrovich Kirsanov, and he owned some fifteen versts from the posting-house, a respectable little property of about two hundred souls, or as after that he had apportioned his peasantry allotments and set up a farm, he himself expressed it, a property of two thousand desiatini. His father, one of the generals of 1812, had spent his life exclusively in military service as the commander, first of a brigade and then of a division, and always he had been quartered in the provinces, where his rank had enabled him to cut a not inconspicuous figure. As for Nikolai Petrovich himself, he was born in southern Russia, as also was his elder brother Paul, of whom presently, and, until his fourteenth year, received his education amid a circle of hard-up governors, free-and-easy aides-de-camp, and sundry staff and regimental officers. His mother came of the family of the Kolyazins, and, known in maidenhood as Agatha, and subsequently as Agathoclea Kuzminishna Kirsanov, belonged to the type of officer's lady. That is to say, she wore pompous mob caps and rustling silk dresses, was always the first to approach the cross in church, talked volubly and in a loud tone, of set practice admitted her sons to kiss her hand in the morning, and never failed to bless them before retiring to rest at night. In short, she lived the life which suited her. As the son of a general, Nikolai Petrovich was bound, though he evinced no particular bravery and might even have seemed a coward, to follow his brother Paul's example by entering the army. But unfortunately, owing to the fact that, on the very day when there arrived the news of his commission he happened to break his leg, it befell that, after two months in bed, he rose to his feet a permanently lamed man. When his father had finished wringing his hands over the mischance, he sent his son to acquire a civilian education, whence it came about that Nikolai, at eighteen, found himself a student at the University of St. Petersburg. At the same period his brother obtained a commission in one of the regiments of guards, and, that being so, their father apportioned the two young men a joint establishment, and placed it under the more or less detached supervision of Ilya Kolyazin, their maternal uncle and a leading chinovnik. That done, the father returned to his division and his wife, and only at rare intervals sent his son's sheets of grey foolscap, scrawled and re-scrawled in flamboyant calligraphy, to which there was appended, amid a bower of laborious flourishes, the signature Pyotr Kirsanov, Major General.
In the year 1835, Nikolai Petrovich obtained his university degree, and in the same year General Kirsanov was retired for incompetence at a review and decided to transfer his quarters to St. Petersburg. Unfortunately, just as he was on the point both of renting a house near the Tavrichesky Gardens and of being enrolled as a member of the English club, a stroke put an end to his career, and Agothiklia Kuzminishna followed him soon afterwards since never had she succeeded in taking to the dull life of the capital, but always had hankered after the old provincial existence. Already during his parents' lifetime, and to their no small vexation, Nikolai Petrovich had contrived to fall in love with the daughter of a certain chinovnik named Prepolovensky, the landlord of his flat, and since the maiden was not only comely but of the type known as advanced, That is to say, she perused an occasional science article in one news.